classrooms sounds almost impossible. That's exactly why I brought Hope and Wade King to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and Hope and Wade, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. We're excited to be here. Yeah. So, all right. We start all the time with how did you end up at an IEP table? I know that both of you are well known in our education community. However, our listeners here are parents, teachers, admins, therapists, all focused on special education, and they might not quite understand <laughs> who you are and what you do. So how, you know, how did you end up at an IEP table? Yeah. So we're hoping Wade King, um, married couple Yeah, uh, doing this work together. We've, we've taught, uh, grades together. We've taught grades K through eight. We've been high first through eight. First, you goodness always, I always want to make her a kindergarten teacher, but she is definitely kindergarten teachers are not. My hero, though. I'm just going to say that, but okay. yeah, we've, uh, you, something unique about us is we've uh, pretty much taught in the same school building yeah. our, our whole educational careers. But yeah, we, we just love teaching. Um, Hope uh, is the co-founder of the Get Your Teach On Conference. It's all about matching engagement with rigor, just creating that fun and exciting experience, but also challenging students to ex uh, excel academically. Um, and we wrote a book called yeah, the wild, the wild card, card and wild card kids. Um, so we've done a lot of work in education together, but also, you know, obviously being classroom teachers mm -hmm. and serving students from special education populations, um, in our own classroom and, you know, learning how to be advocates for all learners. Um, but also I think a second way that we found ourselves at the IEP table is through the work that we do with get your teach on one of the pieces that we were missing is how we serve our special education mm -hmm. teachers specifically but also how we empower our general education teachers to also understand mm -hmm. how they serve students, all students within their classrooms. And so um, that's really how I started connecting with Catherine and the amazing work that she is doing. And we're so excited for her to also be partnering with Get Your Teach On um, to serve all of our educators there. So I guess to answer your question, we're finding ourselves here in many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's very common. Nobody really comes to the IEP table in like one role. It's always multiple perspectives. And, you know, it, we need to have that same kind of um, 360 view when it comes to the classroom and engaging our learners. And that's something that a lot of times teachers and parents get stuck on. They get on the same page of we want our learners to be engaged. All ability levels, uh, you know, can be in the same classroom, you know, so here we are sitting in like third grade, but then we get stuck. We want this to work, but we don't know how. And that's really kind of your secret sauce as you guys are like bringing to the classroom of like, let's get creative and how to make that happen. So dive in, share some things for us stuck uh, you know, people that are thinking we want this to work, but can you give us some, some starting points? Yeah. So we're going to kind of take you through three things today, more along the lines of instead of tips, more what we've seen for a progression for student engagement. Like how do we get from point A to point B, right? right. Because here's the thing. We have always for years shared, I started with a blog, you know, back in, back in the good old days back in the good old days with the blog and sharing lessons and sharing things through social media and Facebook and then came Instagram and Pinterest and all of these different things. And, you know, it's very easy for people. You know, I'm going to use Instagram as the example to see, to see some squares, right. To see some squares on your feed and see the work that Wade and I were doing. And of course we're posting a lot of lessons and they're, they're seeing really outside of the box things, room transformations. Wade walks around with a guitar strapped mm -hmm. to his chest all the time. Mm -hmm. Like he's a he, musician, loves using music and, and seeing hands-on things, hands-on experiences. And for a long time, people started saying, well, 
So engagement is just a room transformation or using music and because that's what they would see in the squares, right? And we're like, no, 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 no. Let's, <laughs> let's not paint that picture because right. ultimately if we're just saying, okay, I'm stuck. L let me just find a fun lesson that I can do with my kids to get them excited. Really, that's just putting a Band-Aid over a, a much larger issue in our classrooms. Mm. And so honestly, the first place that Wade and I start um, with our students is it's all about connections. You can't, you cannot do the amazing lessons can't matter. The decorations can't matter. The, the smoke and mirrors for, I guess, lack of a better term, can't matter until connections do. And so honestly, a lot of people, when they're thinking about student engagement, when they're bringing us to schools, especially yeah. they're like wanting the exciting stuff. And we're like, hold on, we've got to take it to the deep stuff first. Like we've got to start talking about where our students are emotionally, where they are mentally, because at the end of the day, we could set up this fantastic lesson mm -hmm. and it could fall flat because our, we know kids, they only have so much capacity, just like every human. And if they're thinking about what happened the night before at home, or if they're thinking about what happened on the car ride to school that morning, or if they're thinking about what is going on with certain family situations or whatever that may be, I don't care how amazing the lesson is until we meet them and serve them where they are they're not going to be able to connect to those academics. Yeah, we, we, we have to be students of our students, right? Yeah. We, we have to know who they are, learn who they are. And um, we were talking to our good friend yesterday, Shane Feldman, and, and he says, 10 seconds, 10 seconds of being intentional, right? It doesn't matter what that looks like. You can have a lot of 10 seconds throughout your day with different students. And we know we have a lot of students in front of us, but having those connections, understanding where they're coming from, what their backgrounds are, what their interests are, right? So you can have those conversations with them. That's where the foundation starts. That's where true engagement lies because students want, they, they want you to be excited about them. They, they want that. That's what they want. And um, uh, our other friend, James Hogue, he told us one time, he said, a title only buys you a certain amount of time to gain their trust. The Mr., Mrs., the doctor in front of your name, they don't really care about that, right? And so building those connections, that respect goes back and forth. So be a student of your students. Yeah, I think that's so important. So a lot of times when we are sitting together and we, we've decided like, you know, like here we are, we're like general education, special education, we're sitting together and we're putting our heads together. And our first mm -hmm. thought it oftentimes is, okay, how do we help them learn in the classroom? How do, just, how do we help them learn? We just jump right into like, how do we make sure that this math lesson is adapted? How do we make sure the reading lesson is accessible? How do we do those things? And we don't think about, okay, every time the child walks in the room, we could take, you know, three to five seconds, right? Like we can cut that in half. Let's make sure we have this one thing that happens every time in this classroom. So there's a connection and some stability of then what comes next. Yeah. Absolutely. And even as parents, you know, because I know that you have a lot of parents too, mm -hmm. that, that listen in on your podcast, you know, we're, we're parents of, uh, I still call us new parents because by new parents, I mean, we're still trying to figure out what the heck we're doing. Okay. We're <laughs> raising a three-nager right now and God bless any parent who has ever made it mm. through the three-nager stage, because please send all your positive vibes my way. Uh, but guys, um, my, mine are 18 and 19. I'm still <laughs> figuring out. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> You don't ever really. Thank you. Okay. So, so we're all still new parents because every phase is so new. Right. Yes. Um, but you know, that is also so true of our kids is having that intentional time. It, you know, I used to become so overwhelmed and this speaks so true to the classroom and to parents in general. Um, now that I'm seeing with my own son, I used to think I had to give them every second. I, I, how do I give every learner every second of my day? How do I give Maverick, my son, every single second of my day? You don't. 
It's about the intentionality behind that time, right? It's a whole less is more like I'm going to give them less time, but more being Mm -hmm. more present, being more intentional. And so I did a lot of research with this and I was looking at something and it said for parents, the biggest um, or the, the times that we need to be most intentional are like right before school, right when they get home from school, when they're having those transitional periods. Um, And so that's something that I've also taken into consideration as a parent when it comes to connections is, okay, I can't give them every second of every day, but how do I be intentional and present in those moments that I am able to give them? So biggest piece definitely is starting out with connections for sure. Um, And and really that, that social emotional learning. And again, I know people are like, but I get so deep and then we have to, yeah, connections are deep engagement is deep. It is not just a fluffy, you know, let me put some icing on top of a situation. Like it's a deep piece of what we do. And then if you do it right. Yeah. If you do it right. And then, you know, the second thing really that we focus on is, okay, now that we have that foundation and we have built and established that trust. And we know that students know that we see them and we value them for who they are and, and really creating a space. I think Connections is all about creating a space where students can show up authentically. Mm -hmm. They don't have to show up and be somebody else Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be engaged learners if they're trying to engage with acting like someone else, right? Right. They're going to be able to be more engaged if they're able to be themselves. And so I think that's really the foundation. And then the second step is really, okay, now that we have this foundation, how do we start connecting students to that learning, right? Which is all about saying, you know, teachers often say, and this is, any educator out there is that, well, but we don't, we don't get to choose what we teach. We don't get to choose the standards and we don't get to choose the assessments and we don't get to, and you're so right. And believe me, we all wish that they listen to educators, the experts more than our system does, right? We know there's a lot of pieces of our system that are broken and we can focus on that, right? But historically, we also say by focusing on that, how much change are we necessarily going to see with our students right now, the students that we have this year. And so one thing that we encourage teachers to really focus on educators is don't focus on the what that we have to teach them. That's not necessarily, that's important, but let's focus on the how. How do we instruct? How do we deliver that content to to them in a way that they are going to connect to it, right? So while they might not connect to writing a multiple paragraph essay, they're going to connect to the way that you instruct that, the way that you teach that, and ultimately through that how, we can teach them the way. Yeah, and that's why it's important to be students of your students, right? And so find out what they're excited about. I mean, I I tell a story often. um, When I taught fifth grade way back when in South Carolina, um, after wrestling practice, I would go to Hope's mom's house because (laughs) they lived right there and we would eat dinner and whatnot. I would sit in the recliner and I I would watch two episodes of Hannah Montana. It's true. Not because I loved Hannah Montana, but it was because I knew that my kids loved the show, right? So find a way to study your students. It can be in the car listening to the radio, goodness, who knows what they're listening to these days, but listening to music that they enjoy, watching things on TV, whatever it is, asking them questions so you can make them excited about what you have to instruct. Yes, we don't have control of, just like Hope said, on on, on what we have to do and the standards and the assessments, but we do have control on how we deliver it, right? And so the, the, the delivery is absolutely super important. It's the key. And being a student of your students is the root into all of that. And he's not lying about Hannah Montana. I, I did. Promise. I did it. <laughs> yeah. And I want to make sure that, so my special education teachers and parents who are hearing this, here, here's what's happening right now. 
Hope and Wade are giving you the words to communicate with your general education teachers so you can get through that defensiveness that comes up sometimes of, I don't know how to do it. I've got curriculum to teach. I've got things that need to get done. And I don't have a choice what happens in my day. And my day is full. And I just, I can't. And whether they're saying it out loud or their actions are showing that, a lot of times that's the wall that we see that's up. And so you can take this information and say, listen, I'm not talking about you, you know, teaching my child exactly to this standard that I understand you have to do. But if you connect with my child or the teachers, special education teachers think, if you connect with my students and you get to know who they are, and I've got a a quick example of that. I was um, consulting on a case and I was brought out to the school district and And we had inclusion in social studies that was happening. And there was a lot of frustration happening because the child was not participating in the lessons. And I went and I looked and what happened is they had to draw some maps of, I don't even know where, somewhere in the world kind of thing. They had to draw some maps. They're learning about maps, the concept of longitude, latitude, all the, okay, all right. And I'm like, this child does not understand. They're not connecting to the work. I said, but the concept of maps is really important. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. where does the child go every day? We talk right. to the parents, they go to McDonald's, they go to grandma's house, they go and they do these things. So we learned how to draw a map and we learned how to use Google maps and we put these things together. I'm like, I don't care if they don't, they can't draw the map of Egypt right That's now. Right. We're just learning maps. Let's right. just maps. <laughs> That's right. I mean, that that is the perfect Aye. example. And that is really, you know, that simplifies engagement. People think that it has to be this, this show, this performance, this, you know, and I often do, I often do talk about that as educators, we are, you know, actors and actresses because we're trying to bring content to life. Mm -hmm. Right. But honestly, at the root of engagement is exactly what you're saying, taking that standard and making it something real for our kids but applying it to what they do and how they're going to use it and what they know. And that's where, you know, best practices, we all know, everybody's listening to this knows, you know, um, it's all about real world application, right? But that's a huge piece of, of student engagement and connection. Like you said, who cares if they can draw a map of Egypt, Right. but what are, where are they going every day? What are they experiencing making it real for them? And that is such a huge piece of student engagement that goes well beyond decorating your classroom or using music to infuse into your lessons, it really stems from number one, I have trust. I've built that foundation of trust. My students know they are valued. They are seen, they are heard. Now I'm going to build in that Mm -hmm. connection piece. I'm going to find a way. I don't care what the standard is. I'm going to find a way to connect this to my learners so that they are choosing to learn. They are wanting to learn it. They are seeing the value in it. Um, And then finally, it's kind of that third phase where honestly, this is more, um, you know, about, I I say personally about the teacher than it is about the students, because engagement is also about you, the teacher. It's also about the educator that's in front of the kids, you know, or, or the parent or whoever it is. If we're not excited about what we are instilling about what we are teaching the, the child, the learner, the student, whatever their title is to you, they are not going to be excited to hear from you about that, which, right? Which you're not always going to be excited about what you have to teach, that's right? right. Yeah. That's right. I and mean, that's There's, okay. I mean, la- but like conveying said, that is the wrong message. I, d- I mean, I don't enjoy maps and maps of Egypt and longitude and latitude. And I love maps of the And of see, Egypt. Wade does. And so that's great. So he can connect. <laughs> and I don't love punctuation and teaching these things that we, I feel like we have to teach over and over. 
So again, if I'm not excited about the what that I have to teach, mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way that I'm excited about the how. And so for me, that's the, the delivery from me, the teacher, right? And that is where, you know, we can have those fun experiences. In the classroom specifically for Wade, that is why he used music mm-hmm. because it was his thing that got him excited and then created that energy to where students are like, okay, you know, just naturally, even if they're not thrilled about the content, they see that energy, they start picking up on that, right? Or for me, uh, that's where the room transformations come in, right? I love, like, give me a theme. I tell people, give me a theme I can take over the world, right? I love decorating. I love, like, birth. I always say if I wasn't a teacher, I'd probably be a party planner because I just love doing. So for me, transform my room into Ninja Turtles or Super Mario or whatever my kids are into to get them excited about the content. That's what I choose to do because that gets me excited. And so, you know, really engagement is not just about, again, that end result. It's about really setting a foundation of, okay, what do my students need? What is the connection that they need? What do I need as the parent? or the teacher to get excited about what it is that I'm about to do with my child. Yeah. And why, and why is that important? Well, I mean, it's important for many reasons, but one one thing that comes to mind is especially when when you're teaching something you may not enjoy, right? If it's writing, I don't know. Um, You may not enjoy writing, but your students in front of you, some of them may be the next Stephen King. They may be the next author that didn't have a chance because you were negative about writing. Right. And so finding a way that makes you excited about teaching it, makes your kids excited about learning it. Sometimes you're exposing them to the, these different standards or different subjects for the very first time, right? So they've never seen this content before. And so you have to deliver it in a way that gets them excited about it. And how do they do that? They see you excited about it. Yeah. And Wade will often share with teachers um, his background is obviously a big piece of our work, our, our book, The Wild Card, but he will tell teachers and, and parents, oh my gosh, we've had to learn this as parents too, is we're not here to educate kids for our past, right. but for their future. Exactly. And that is why, again, why, why do we need to get them excited about learning? Why, why, even if we hate writing, why do we need to get excited about teaching it? Because it's not about mm-hmm. us in that moment. It's about how we're serving our learners. Right. Yeah, that's so important. And, you know, I'm really excited to, you know, connect with you guys at a whole different level at Get Your Teach On. So for those of you that haven't heard, Master IEP Coach Resource Room. So I'm going to bring my best of the best IEP resources and tools and strategies and lessons and all the things for teachers to get your teach on nationals and to so excited other things. There's just lots of things that are going on. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I want our special education teachers and parents who are listening to start to understand the language that happens in general education. I know we're talking all the time about how like they don't understand us. Well, you know what? We yeah. don't understand you a lot right. of times. <laughs> this has to go both ways. So um, for, for our teachers who are listening, make sure that you're looking to see what's happening with uh, Get Your Teach On and special education. That Will you just sum up real quick in a sentence or two? What is Get Your Teach Because some people are like, I don't even know what she's talking about. So yeah. sum that up real quick. I will sum it up as fast as I can. So Get Your Teach On is an educators conference for pre-K teachers now all the way through 12th grade, as well as administrators. Um, essentially, it is a place where teachers come to, we focus on community. So building community between teachers. We know that teachers need a support system, but also empowering teachers um, to be able to do exactly what we're talking about, make these connections with our learners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so we have 
especially the national conference is four days of content specifically in your grade level that is aligned directly to district initiatives, academic standards, um, everything that you need academically. But then the third component of that is we also pour into teachers, the individual, because teachers are more than just teachers, they're humans, mm -hmm. and they need to be empowered personally, and they need to grow personally, and they need to, to be able to invest in themselves personally. And so um, that's honestly what makes Get Your Teach On unique to the educator conference is we're big about professional development, of course, and we have those standards and we yeah. have those academic focuses, but we're big on the teacher, the human right. as well. Yes. I love that so much. Okay. We're going to put all the links in all the places. Don't forget to go like comment, share, leave a review, do all the things because the more that you do that, like one click, one share, one review can make a huge difference because that puts that us in front of more parents and teachers who need this information so we can serve our students. Well, thank you everybody for being here today on the special education inner circle podcast. Hope and wait. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.